0: Hey, you got him with this one, oh. dog It's so, so full. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block, in the summertime when the sidewalk got oh. so boiling hot, that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops, or burn through your new shoes and leave you. We're hosing your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots. So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock off the knob. What's up? We was welcome, on welcome, welcome, all, all my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, I am your host, Mo Green. Happy day, 4,000 of quarantine, uh, and we are still at it here on Dad Hard with a Podcast. In fact, so at it that this is episode 42, the Jerry Stackhouse episode. I tell you, I got these basketball references for everyone. Oh, man. Um, But yes, episode 42, which means it is also week 51 of being a dad which also means we're coming closer to the biggest week of dad life for me so far or for anyone in this first year of dadding and that's week 52 because at the end of week 52 that means you've completed your first year as a father and you know I'm I'm almost made it. I'm this close. I'm so close. I'm inches away. I'm like on the two yard line. Maybe I'm actually like fourth in inches. You know, um, it is, uh, it it is really crazy. And because next week will be my daughter's first birthday. Um, I am going to have a very special guest on. And this kind of solo aspect will be a little bit longer next week. Um, Because uh, I want to reflect on on this first year as a father in addition to doing the development stuff. So I will keep this week's as short and sweet as possible. Although there was a fantastically incredible development. Maybe the best one of the year so far. But before we get into that. To connect on the fatherhood brotherhood. Shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod. And check the website where this episode will be right at the top. You can jump right in um, and take a listen, wedadhard.com. And of course, you can follow the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Uh, Before we jump into development again, I do want to thank my guest from last week, the Reverend Sean Amos. Uh, It was a fantastic conversation. It, It was definitely one of my favorites to date. Um, We talked about everything under the sun From his album to featuring his his daughter On his latest album Which has been his most successful so far Which, uh, you know, personally I think has a high, high, high correlation. You know, when you incorporate dating into your art, it automatically just gives you this good karma to be ultra successful, you know, with with that piece of art. Or at least that's what I'm going to say because he was on my podcast and so I want to give him all the good vibes I can. But anyway, um, I want to thank Sean Amis for coming on the show. It was a fantastic interview. Like I said, we talked everything under the sun from his album to including his daughter in the recording process and creative process, uh, how that was his most um, kind of favorite moment and 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 highest moment of his career, which I think is incredible, to talking about growing up under the tutelage of uh, another semi-famous or famous uh, father, you know, being famous, famous cookies, uh, all the way down to talking social justice and racism with his children. Uh, And then we actually discussed our first battle with with, uh, racism uh, and our first experiences, which are eerily similar. So that was really fantastic. If you have not had a chance to take a listen to that, I definitely recommend that you jump into episode 42. 41 right after you listen to episode 42 which is this one but listen to this one first because it is going to be fucking hilarious uh i have a, a guest on there that is a longtime friend of mine and from the start of this interview you gonna see that we we we're coming in hot we are coming in hot with this interview it is, a, it is a brand new dad uh but we'll get into that a little bit later for now it is week 51 of dadding for me, uh, which means we're coming up almost on the year mark, like I mentioned about five minutes ago. Uh, and with that, it is it is so ironic that the week before my daughter turns one happened to be probably, in my opinion, the most important development of her entire life so far. And that is that for the first time ever, she referred to me as Daddy, she said it, she said it, and she keeps saying it, and it is so fucking awesome. It is so incredible. Let me tell you, you want to talk about heartwarming moments as a father, as a parent, hearing your child refer to you as daddy or dad or dad, uh and like actually be speaking about you, not just saying the words. You know, at this point in time, once kids start babbling, they say a lot of words, but they don't really know what they're they're saying. They just repeating you a lot of the times. And I, I mean, she says some words mostly where 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 she we know how she's communicating and what she's talking about. But this was just a straight up she was saying the word from, we were at the end of my in-laws house and she's saying the word from a different room. And my wife is carrying her into the living room where I was. And she goes, my wife goes to my daughter. She goes, where's daddy. And my daughter points to me with the biggest smile on her face and just said, daddy, daddy. And like reaches out for me. Oh my God. I'm telling you, my heart just melted and it is still kind of coming back together. I'm telling this story and it's melting all over again. I feel like the Wicked Witch of the West and all that good stuff, uh, you know, take me back to Kansas because I don't know if I could keep dealing with this melting of the heart every time she says it. It is so awesome. It is such a fantastic feeling. It's like almost re reliving the birth again from an emotional standpoint, because they're now recognizing you as, you know, I I don't know if they understand what parents are yet, but they are specifically recognizing you and communicating to you. And they now have a name for you. Now, She still has to do it a little bit on command, but she knows what it means. Like if we if somebody says, Where's Daddy? She'll point to me if I'm in the room and she'll say, Daddy. And it is fucking incredible. And that 's all for her development this week because nothing else fucking matters. She called me she she referred to me as daddy that's all that 's all I need. I can actually stop the podcast now. I can stop being a parent. I can stop doing anything this is this is the best moment of my life. It is fantastic i don 't even need to go into anything else because that 's the most important thing that could ever happen, really um, but uh I joke, and I kid um. But it was really fantastic. Parents out there, you—I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even moms out there, when they first refer to you as mom or mommy, uh, it, it must feel the exact same way. There's no feeling that matches it, really. It's just—it's a really surreal and, and and unbelievable feeling. So I, uh, I, I'd love to hear anybody else's stories to of how that feels. And you know, dads coming up on it, moms coming up on it—that are listening. Just wait, because it's going to hit you right in your heartstrings, and it's going to be fantastic. I almost cried, and I still am almost crying right now, and that actually ends up being a theme of our interview, but we'll get into that later. Uh, her other developments, Let's. I will get into some non-selfish developments that she's going through right now, so that you do know other things to to, to expect as they start hitting this 365 days of first being in this world. Um. She is really moving. She's, she's walking. She's getting a lot more confidence at this point in walking. Uh, not only is she just like cruising from furniture to furniture, to furniture, to furniture, but she's actually like walking using gates. We took her, we've been taking her out to the, uh, the playground a lot because she's really in this pandemic. She's just been so desperate for other child interaction that even if we can't like touch anybody, we don't know anybody else at the playground, um, we're taking her there just to be able to see and and potentially interact with other with other kids that are around her age and she'll get there she'll stand and she'll like grab onto the gates and she'll walk up and down the gates but the biggest thing is that she's like walking distances now i was there with her the other day doing a handhold walk you know i'm above her her hands are up and we like literally walked from one end of the playground all the way to the other and and she did it she loved it and she's so proud of herself that that she's doing it she loves doing d- doing these little accomplishment type things um and we try to build her up to do that we I was like yeah yeah good job uh, you know and 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 she loves it she loves to be proud of herself and and she she has these moments of of of, uh, accomplishment, which are awesome to see. Um, the other cool little thing that she's doing is this move that I like to call the 360 sit spin, where she will be sitting playing with a toy and out of nowhere just start spinning 360 degrees on her butt, just like n- not to talk to anybody or to look at anybody else but her toy, but she is just will start spinning on her butt. It is just like the cutest little most hilarious thing that i've ever seen um it gets concerning sometimes because i'm like "Hmm, are you just like trying to tell us that you have butt worms like how like a dog would do but i don't think she does because she doesn't really eat a lot of dirt my wife is very adamant that she doesn't eat dirt or sand or anything she my, my wife has mastered the the out of your mouth swap of the hand it is it's it's actually phenomenal her reflexes are uncanny Uh, it's like she's an x-man or something like that um But this little 360 sit spin is just like the cutest thing ever. I don't know why I find it so entertaining. Everybody else in my family thinks that I'm nuts. But I think it's just the cutest little thing ever to watch this little person just be constantly turning around in a circle. Not to communicate with anybody, just to be turning around in a circle. It's hilarious. Um, But the last major development that she's had over the course of this last week is using a fork she is starting to use a fork at this moment in time you know as they start to get to to be a year old um You know, we've been trying to introduce different utensils and and, I mean, she still eats mostly with her hands, but we've been trying to introduce the fork and speaking of being proud of herself with these little senses of accomplishment, uh, none is unlike when she is successfully using a fork. She will, you know, you have to guide her hand sometimes actually like poke the piece of food but once she gets it on there she puts it right in her mouth and then she does this amazing thing where she'll just drop the fork like it's a mic and she just rocked a speech she's like drop the mic she just drops the fork and then she starts clapping for herself like she's just so excited so she'll be just chomping away at this piece of food smiling laughing and clapping for herself because she successfully ate off a fork it is amazing. Uh, it is also petrifying the first time that you do it because you're like, "Whoa, whoa! Are you gonna stab yourself? Or what are you doing over here?" Um, but she she gets it. She's she's pretty intuitive, uh, which is cool. And she is just rocking and rolling on this fork thing. She loves using the fork. It um it's like a really fun little toy utensil for her uh obviously we're using like a baby plastic fork i'm not like sticking metal in her mouth and stuff like that but you know uh it is it is really really cute the way that she just gets so proud of us and starts clapping like she just won an nba championship when she after she eats a piece of food off of a fork is just unbelievably cute um And uh, this is just a really cute age, man. Right now, right as they're about to turn one, they're communicating, they're doing stuff. Um, They're trying to do things on their own, be a little bit more independent. It is a really, really, really cool time. And I am very excited to see what the actual final week of her one year of life uh, brings next week. And with that said, I'm going to cut it right there uh, for, for this segment of, of Dad Hard with a podcast. We're going to jump into a musical break. And then on the other side, I have a fantastically good friend of mine um, who is now officially joined the Fatherhood Brotherhood about six weeks ago. Um Uh, bringing another girl into the world, uh, to incorporate into our girl gang. Uh, so we got another girl dad on the loose, uh, my, my main man and, and good friend, uh, Mr. Drew Blumenthal. Uh, it is, like I said at the top, a fucking hilarious conversation. Uh, it is an emotional conversation. It is one of my favorites that I've had to date. So with that said, we're jumping into the musical break and I will catch you on the other side take a ride with me, we can smoke a marriage. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when me and just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ha, remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap, and Doc was more like Benny the Jet. No hanny but yet pops tell us to drink up. Like this, put some so hair in your chest. chest that was before we knew how to stare some but when you caught your first pair, that was the best the <laughs> and we are jump. back Thinking with back this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast and as always you know when that music break hits it is time for the guest segment of the show and to break the first post music month guest That we are having is a very, very, very good and longtime friend of mine. Uh, He just had a kid, which is awesome. And another girl. I don't know what it is about all of our friends, but we all just happen to be having girls. And it's insane. There are like seven of them among six of us right now. It's nuts. But he is a recent addition to the Fatherhood Brotherhood with his beautiful fire haired daughter that he has uh, so with no further ado i would love to bring in very good friend of mine mr drew blumenthal drew how are you my friend Hi, oh, I, I am
1: great it's quite the intro i appreciate that thank you um dude the, the all girl thing I, I was actually thinking about that it's so good for our lives it it's incredible like yeah. we can go on vacations together we can send them all to the same sleepaway camp and we can carpool it's just like anything that they do it's it's
0: made easier. Yes, it's so much easier and especially because like most of us like kind of live close by together. You know what I mean? Like we're in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like a couple of, a couple of other buddies are just across the across the pond or across the river like in, in lower Manhattan-ish. Like we're all so close together. We can just be like hanging out and doing the same shit all the time. You know, like go to WNBA games when fucking we're allowed to attend sporting events. You know what I mean? It'll be amazing.
1: Sam's grandma is so high on sending Poppy to the WNBA. She's like, I need to see. She's going to get your long legs. I need to see her at MSG before I die. Dude,
0: that's... I've been telling, I've been telling everybody that will listen, uh, specifically Devere, Another, another friend of ours who's been on the pod, uh, especially Devere. I'm like, yo, we got to teach him the pick and roll so we can get him into the WNBA. <laughs> like, just, a la- that's my, that's my dream right now. Aurora already has like a basketball, a mini basketball hoop, like in our living room. And I'm just like teaching her all sorts of stuff. She can't even walk yet or stand on her own. But, um, I'm like, I- I'm not teaching her the dunk first. <laughs> I'm sure I teach her how to dunk. So at least she knows how to do that. <laughs> It, well,
1: it's funny. Like so, that's my wife's grandma who has that. It's funny that she has this. She's always talking about it because she was alive at a time where like women playing basketball was not a, like a thing. You True. Know? Like, she, so, or at least at the professional level. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's that's amazing that she's just like yo. She's going to the WNBA. That's my dream for my <laughs> granddaughter. Like, I don't care what you want her to be. She's going to the WNBA.
1: Yeah. It's like okay. I didn't. I didn't know.
0: All didn't right. Know. Yeah, fine. I guess we gotta start training. You know, right. <laughs> that's um, that's amazing. Um, speaking of which, has has the has her grandma or any grandparents been to see the baby yet?
1: Yes. So we, she has one great grandparent. Uh, okay. And she, so she's she's older. So Corona is a real concern yeah. for her. So not only is it the concern for the newborn, it it's like on both sides. So finally, after like maybe when uh poppy was three weeks we had her come and we, we they showed outside she wore a mask the whole time she got to hold her and play with her for like three four hours that's awesome um, it, was, it was really cool to see it took us eight thousand pictures um yeah it was, it was really nice
0: and poppy stayed up for three or four hours
1: no i mean she was <laughs> <laughs> you know she was asleep for two and a half three of the three four hours um, but still talking right in her face, and yeah, then we got some time together. Was was was
0: cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's the one thing that I I wish I wish uh, uh, Aurora had is you know she does she has no great grandparents. None of them. They're all you know, unfortunately, uh, none of I did I I didn't do or or my wife didn't do quick enough work to to right. bring that to light for for our grandparents. Right so like uh, that's phenomenal that they're able to have that relationship they're able to meet each other and like be able to hang out that's really fucking cool yeah, um, it's, it's really lucky and also she lives in the city so yeah, we're, in, we're in Brooklyn Heights and she's in the city and she has a
1: driver and it's just like it's gonna be easy when Corona is not such a big deal anymore for sure
0: for sure Corona makes everything significantly harder um, speaking of which how is that it? you guys are what Poppy's what four weeks six weeks
1: She's yeah. She's five weeks, five be six weeks. weeks, in a couple days.
0: Cool. How was how was the COVID experience of birth? Like, did that play a big role in that process, in the hospital, in the hospital process, being in the hospital, actually giving birth? I know uh, we, we referenced our, our buddy Devere, uh, uh, a couple minutes ago, and I know when he was on, he talked about his wife having to actually give birth and push in a mask, uh, because COVID was so rampant at that point. Did you guys experience any of that type of stuff?
1: Yeah. So, so thankfully, well, aren't like, our freak out was the few weeks before we didn't know what the hospital's policy was sure. going to be. We were at NYU where they kind of prioritized being with your baby and like oh, tummy time and skin to skin. So even though they were super bunned up and there were a ton of protocols well, a set like ahead of time and you can't leave the hospital. I couldn't leave the hospital floor yeah. at all. Like, yeah. just, like I couldn't do anything. Um, but with that, I was able to be around the baby and Sam was able to be around the baby and there was no none of that Sam didn't have to wear a mask during it they asked me to wear a mask but a lot of times I, I had it off and it wasn't a, a that big a deal when it was just us in the room um but like I wouldn't walk around in the hospital without a mask on sure. so but also we walked in there with positive antibody tests
0: that oh. were
1: that was a very big help because they were about to run a thousand tests on us and I was like no I was in the hospital with corona myself and I got an antibody test last week and Sam got it last week and so they're up to date like here you go. Everyone that we are quarantined with had positive antibody tests and positive corona tests when we had it. So that was uh, like a that that I think gave us a leg up. The nurses like left us alone after that a little
0: nice. bit. Nice.
1: And then also like a lot of the a lot of the stuff we were concerned with was okay. We feel like even though we don't know for sure that the antibodies make you resistant, we. It's probable yeah. We're just hoping that Poppy got the antibodies Through breastfeeding And supposedly you get the antibodies Of, of your mother if you're a, a baby A newborn for at least six weeks But again none of that testing Has been done for corona But for other similar viruses um, We think Poppy has antibodies But we've been like unbelievably cautious Sure anyway. of
0: course I, that, well, that, that was that was like kind, of, kind of my next question Because you get so much of the mom's everything through breast milk because breast milk is apparently the antidote to all things that could possibly be wrong with anything you know it's it's insane how much i tell i told the story a bunch of months ago months ago on the pod how when when my baby my daughter was born with a tongue tie, and they had to get it snipped. The doctor was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just like give her some breast milk." And her mouth was literally full of blood. We gave her some breast milk, and it immediately just the blood just went away. It just immediately like dried up, dried up and healed in about four and a half seconds. Breast milk is the most incredible thing on the entire planet.
1: Dude, everything we look up, like what's wrong? Like she had a little bit of a heat rash. It's like put some breast That's milk. Yeah, so you got a little bit of baby acting out for it. Put some breast milk yeah. on it, like whatever it is. Like, oh, mom's nipples hurt. Their cheek. Put
0: but breast, the breast milk, milk on it. The <laughs> yes, dude, I, did. I like it. it's. It's insane how powerful breast milk is. It is literally like the serum for all things bad in the world you know what I mean like I wonder if like you just gave breast milk to like world terrorists if they would just turn around and be fantastically good people you know like it's I feel like world peace is in breast milk like for real for real
1: no, it's really, like, I don't know if you, if you remember Chris Rock's, like, Robitussin bit. Now,
0: yes, that's yes, exactly. The exactly. It works. Dude, exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. I used to reference that all the time. Put a little Tussin on it. Add yeah, it exactly. cell, put a little breast milk on it. You know <laughs> you and you your leg, broke your baby's leg, put some breast <laughs> milk on <laughs> it. and it heals. It's so, it's so, so, so crazy. Are Speaking of breast milk, are you guys doing, like, full-fledged, 100% breastfeeding?
1: so far we're lucky enough that we are doing we've it's only been breast milk uh from the beginning and like sam's got a good flow and she's got a few days worth of extra frozen now so like if she needs to have a day where she lives a life that doesn't involve everything that's been going on with the pandemic not having a home and having a newborn like she can take the day or two days, whatever it is, and I have enough to feed the baby.
0: For sure, for sure. Have you have you done have you done via bottle yet, or is everything straight breast?
1: No, it's a, via bottle. So it's so we can get some shifts when we sleep. For sure. Um, so when when Sam has her, it's via breast, and then I'll take a shift in the middle of the night where it's bottle, so Sam can get a good stretch of like, okay, she does a feeding, baby sleeps for a while, I feed her, baby sleeps for a longer while, and then I give her back.
0: Yeah, so before we came on, I, I just, speaking of that, like you said that, that, um, that she had, you guys had a little bit of a scare because she was not really sleeping in the beginning. Your, your, your wife, Sam, was not really sleeping in the beginning. Uh, what, what was going on? What was going on there? Was she just at, were you guys adamant about just kind of, full-fledged 100% from the breastfeeding? Or was was she her adrenaline just, like, so high and endorphins just running rampant that she, like, didn't want to leave the baby ever? Or what, what, what was going on there? Because I know you told me that it got a little scary.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was definitely a combination of both of us I had so much adrenaline, but then she had so much adrenaline, obviously, new mom, first time, crazy situation, crazy time to bring a, a kid into the world. And then when we we're first learning how to, like, breastfeed properly the baby, like, I, I, it was really dark, but I still noticing you know, that the baby kind of went like, not moving at all, went cold, and then turned a little blue, and I jumped and grabbed the baby off of, off of Sam, and that she was blue and unresponsive, and the, we screamed for the nurse, and like, eventually when the nurse came in, and I, I had hit her in the back, I gave her to the nurse, the nurse really snapped her in the back a few times and jostled her real good, and that snapped the baby too, But, like, the baby being blue and unresponsive for those few seconds, a minute, whatever it was, like, was
0: so scary. And, like, we didn't know even to look out for something like that. And apparently the baby, you know,
1: had gotten smushed against Sam's breast a little. And and that's what, she couldn't breathe. Um, But then ever since that happened, Sam was, you know, couldn't do anything but stare at the baby and make sure she was breathing and make sure everything was okay. And that combined with the, the adrenaline, like, Sam did not sleep for a good three days and that that's what led to like she hit extreme she had extreme exhaustion and was had to stay in bed for over a week just not Jesus. really moving and sleeping and then just and hanging out so it was just like i would take the baby uh let her sleep then i'd bring her, the baby to, to breastfeed and whenever she needed and uh then they'd take the baby away make some dinner make some breakfast bring her back and like Sam through all that still championed like breastfeeding anytime the baby called her name while she's like oh dealing
0: with
1: it, it sounds incredible the, the whole time like to deal with all the stuff that we have going on but it was definitely a big scare combined with the adrenaline of being a fresh parent.
0: Yeah man it's I mean listen very 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 similar situation happened to us and there's nothing scarier than like watching your child just go limp. For no, and it's not anything that, and, and like you alluded to, it's not anything that anybody tells you is even a possibility. You know, even, I mean, you, you, I assume you guys have a night nurse. You mentioned the nurse, right? So I assume that happened at once you were out of the hospital. No, that
1: this was in the hospital. Oh, it was in like, the hospital, in the hospital, like the second feeding,
0: oh, my baby, God. like right
1: away, like brand new to the world, out
0: oh, my God, that's almost worse. The, I mean, almost yeah. not, but, 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 like, this is something that they, they nobody ever tells you is, like, a possibility that, like, your baby can get smothered, so be careful. You know, <laughs> like, you know, breasts get much larger when they're filled with milk, so you might want to just make sure that you're not compressing your baby's face into the you know like not that that she did that but i'm, I'm just saying you know riffing off that but you know uh, it's crazy that they don't tell you about these these type of things and you really have to kind of learn it yourself being a first-time parent um which all is just all the more reason that you can take all those parent manuals and throw them out the fucking window because they're not telling you what you actually need to know you know you got to go through the shit yourself you know uh, but it's, there's nothing scarier than that in the world
1: it's so, And the one thing they did tell us was, like, the baby will always prioritize breathing over eating. And it's like, you know what? The baby's too weak and small and fresh and overrun by the size of this boob to prioritize <laughs> breathing over the weight of a giant boob. So even if the baby would like to breathe, it's not always up to them. And you have to, like.
0: Dude, I agree. Step like, in. Dude, I agree with you 100%. Um, they say that all the time. Like, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. The baby just knows how to breathe. And, I'm like, are you sure because this thing just like came out of like not having to breathe for nine months and it doesn't know anything are you sure it knows how to breathe like are you positive here like I, the things that they just say I'm like how do you know that like how do you know that's a hundred percent fact are you getting inside of a br- baby's brain and understanding that like in their in their brain you're just transcribing that they're like oh no I would rather breathe and I would rather get this delicious breast milk that's coming out because I'm starving you know like Like, don't don't worry if i can't breathe i'll just keep drinking this breast milk and it'll make me breathe again you know it's 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 fucking wild all the shit that they that they say and they don't say um like having that experience that you know having that shared experience that you had when we had it was like that kind of made me realize that all right I can't really trust what anybody else, what anybody else says. I have to take everything with a grain of salt. I can use things as like a guide that, oh, this might be a good idea, but like, I'm not going to read that, take that shit as the gospel. You know what I mean? It's it's wild. Other than that, has she been, has she been fine breastfeeding and everything like that?
1: yeah no well well said like you gotta take everything with a grain of salt and she yes other than that like we did a little lactation consultant thing like some things lactation consultants say it's their straight kooks like they're just crazy cat (laughs) ladies who want to be the breastfeed well and some stuff she says was super helpful like oh we wouldn't have known to do these few things but like don't let it bleed into like witch doctordom like, no, for sure. just keep it to the keep it to the one you're special yeah. special specialize.
0: In. We, we went through like three or four of them before we actually were like okay this one's not crazy maybe we'll listen to what she has to say right right you know the, the good um, tips were good yeah yes yeah. so, you know listen everybody has something good you know everybody has something good to say and there, there are tips like you do need help when you're, when you're a first-time parent, like, you know absolutely nothing. Even if you read all the books in the world and consulted all the doctors in the world before you gave birth, like, you... It comes out and all that information just flies out the window. You don't remember any of it. You retain nothing. And all there is is this, like, little baby that you're now 100% responsible for in all facets of their life. They're 100% completely reliant on you. And... There's no there's no recollection of how to do anything, you, so getting any type of tips and, and help along the way, like, is so necessary. Yeah, I agree. Even if you can't also, take it all I, as the gospel, you know what I mean? At least, like, you have, like, a direction to go, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then just keeping in mind, like, you know, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself anyway, yeah, but yes. here's the, the guide. And, and that, like... I always said Nobody is an adult Everybody is a kid And it's just like You just gotta figure it out And everybody's just Figuring it out So no matter what they tell you Just understand Everyone's just
0: figuring it out Exactly Right Exactly 100% Very 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 well said Um so you guys, you, you alluded to it a little bit before, how you didn't have a place to live, uh, because your apartment is under like crazy renovations, which is like oh an insane thing. I mean, we, we, you and I talk about it all the time. Um, how was it? So you're living in your parent, you guys are back at your parents' house now. Yes. How has that experience been like not having the baby and then like not being in your own space? Um, I mean, your parents are great, so, like, I'm, I'm sure it's probably fine, but what has that been like to to not be in your own space? And- Overall,
1: from, like, on a scale of, like, having your fingernail ripped off to, like, <laughs> snorting a line of rainbow cocaine, like, it's it's been unbelievably <laughs> amazing on, like, the rainbow cocaine side of things to, to have them. But- <laughs>
0: that is the <a> great <laughs> extreme spectrum that you just gave right there.
1: It's, so, it's a, yeah, that's to say, it's way on the good side of things, but not having... A home for as long as sam and i had it's yeah. just draining like beyond belief. and so we i mean we started this construction before we were pregnant we've been out of Jesus. our homes longer than sam's pregnancy so by a good amount so it's oh been my it, God. The, yeah the construction's been a nightmare but it's also been semi a, ble- a blessing like we're out here during times of corona in, in the suburbs and my parents have a, a hoop in the backyard for my sanity, I can go outside and shoot around for an hour, come back, hold my baby for five hours, go back outside again at night Mm. and and shoot around a little bit more to clear my head and then come back in and and chill. And then also when we need to give the baby to my parents, it's a a blessing. Also, we can take an hour or two hours off to like actually see each other's faces and and have some time together. Um, which is nice, but it's also there. It's a balance of like giving them the baby for us and giving them the baby for them because like now they have the baby all the time they want the baby all the time yeah. so they want to see her non-stop which is really cool to see but also it's like all right
0: give us need, back we, the baby we do
1: need it yeah we do need our back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not your baby it is still our baby we're gonna leave that back every once in a while um right. no so how, how has that been has that been overwhelming with your parents like wanting to to, to be around the baby all the time? Because I'm sure, obviously, they're on cloud nine. I'm sure Sam's parents are obviously on cloud nine. Um, has that been overwhelming at all? Have they been overbearing? I always am interested... To, to find that out, I had my I had my old music producer on a couple of weeks ago, and we had like a long conversation about how uh, about the overbearing nature of certain parents, uh, his parents specifically, both sets of their parents come from completely separate cultures, both non American. So uh, he we were talking about how that whole thing plays into it. You don't have to deal with that aspect of it, but like, how have they been overbearing? Has that played into it? Have they been kind of like, oh no, you you shouldn't do it like that. You should do it like this. This is what we did and kind of pushing that type of stuff on you or have they have just been like, all right, just let us hold it for a little bit and you guys do whatever you want.
1: It's uh, Yeah, that's fair. It's definitely a mix of, of those two things. Like some of it is like just sweet and, and funny where like my dad has been trying to convince me to shave my beard for... <laughs> months because he's like listen the best thing in the world is you know skin to skin you you want your face you just need your face on your baby's skin there's nothing like it it's going to be amazing just do it trust me shave your beard get that cheek on your baby's cheek you're gonna love it it's so, like that is like innocent and cute and very fun but sometimes it's like no she wants this no she needs like oh no she's gassy oh no she's hungry I was like i've been with her all day i know exactly what she needs and what yeah. she wants just so like let me take care of it yeah but i mean o- overall it really is they are it's super sweet
0: and super helpful, but like there are definitely times where it's a little frustrating
1: or it's like, okay, I'm trying to, to rock this baby very specifically to sleep. And you just kissed her right in her face with a very bristly mustache. And now she's screaming <laughs> in my face. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a, there's a, there's a mix, but it's definitely more positive than, than anything else.
0: Did you shave your face?
1: I did not. My beard is shorter than it's been in a long time, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. She, I also don't want her not to recognize me all of a sudden because I really do always have this beard and all of a sudden my face is a and I have a beard. I don't know. She's, I feel like very formative years right now.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're they're very formative weeks. <laughs> then, yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, dude, I have... I have still not been cheek to cheek with my my daughter is about to be a year old and I have still not been like a bare cheek to bear cheek with her. It is uh, so I'm going to assume that it's overrated. You know, like I, I mean I've been bristly beard to cheek and that's pretty cool and she loves my and and the, and to t- 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 to speak on your point like every time like I, I, I during quarantine I got like my beard got like real bristly and like gross looking but like when I shaved it down and like trimmed it a little bit. She like doesn't recognize. She's like, wait, what's going on? It was so much longer like a minute ago. Like I, now, I just woke up from a nap, and you look like a different person. You, like they do notice right, like, that shit.
1: Like what? Yeah, because what is... How many things does she have to look at right now besides yeah. your face? No, that's so, true. Change, she's gonna so. Like, who knows how much? But it, she would definitely tell if I went from tree of a, a beard to clean shaven. Yeah, for sure. And we get we get we get skin to skin like I really do walk around like shirtless with her shirtless attached to me for hours and hours every day. Like yes. she is attached to my stomach all day, every day.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, so. what, that's what, like the real skin to skin thing is about. It's like feeling like the, the heart beats like next to each other, you know, when you're like chest to chest, you know what I mean? It's,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That's, that's exactly. awesome. So like, how have you, uh, have you been taken to this whole fatherhood thing, man?
1: Dude, it's, it's, so amazing! I that so we were ta- talking just before. Like I honestly cried more in the first three weeks of fatherhood than I did the rest of my life combined. Like I was crying nonstop and and, and like all happy, like unbelievably happy, crying. But anything would set me off. And anything, especially, like, I'm um, holding her would set me up. So, like, a song that I love, I play, I've play. been playing her a ton of music and, and I, like, listening to your podcast because you, recently you have talked about, like, pl- bedtime playlists and morning yeah. playlists and, and that's all very helpful and I play her music non-stop. So, like, anytime I hear a song I love and I start singing to her, I can't get through the first, like, couple of words without just like crying on her cheeks like directly oh, into God. her eyes and it's like singing to my baby so, <laughs> I'm like finally able to get through a song but that just it just got over the crying face so, that's to say it's been great it's been it, a lot it, of fun
0: it comes I'll tell you right now it comes in waves it, de- it never it never leaves all the way like okay, I nice. <laughs> I, I, I've said it for now the, the last like nine weeks on the podcast because like I do it all the time, but like I do, uh, I do naps with her to Michael Jackson's butterflies and like the first like 17 times, like she, I started doing it when she was maybe nine months old. So maybe two, three months ago. The first, like, nine times I played it for her, it just made me bawl hysterically. Just crying hysterically because, like, the song is so beautiful and, like, she's, like, drinking her bottle, like, looking up at me, like, with these, like, big, like, brown, like, long eyelashes, like, angelic eyes. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm just crying hysterically.
1: And that song, you know, that song is a
0: tearjerker. I know that my friends are crying as much as I am. That's helpful. Oh, oh, dude, I... I like look at her all the time and I'm just like, like I, t- I had a moment today, as a matter of fact. I don't know if I, I, I didn't actually like cry, cause like, you know, I can't let like, like my wife see me cry. Like that's, that's the one thing that I can't, cause she's like, she's like a hard-nosed Brooklyn chick. She'll see me cry and be like, you pussy, <laughs> like you're crying, like I don't even cry. What the fuck are you doing over here? You know? Uh, like, but like, she like, we were like doing a music, a virtual music class um in the bedroom and she came my wife came in and like picked her up and i just like looked at the two of them like wait i can't believe like this is my child that's so awesome like i have these like moments all the time where i just like get like emotional in my own head and like my brain cries my eyes don't necessarily cry but like my brain and my heart like definitely like are crying hysterically
1: and you need to, like, not say a few words for a few seconds. Yeah, I
0: stay, like, completely up. silent and, like, go into, like, the sunken place where, like, I couldn't hear anything except my own heart tears. And then my wife gets mad at me because she talks, she's, like, asking me questions and I'm just in, on a completely different planet. She's like, are you listening to me? What's going on? But I, I, and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, I'm crying inside. What do you want from
1: me? Wait, so how are you thinking about, like, for the music part, how are you thinking about, like, introducing... Music, at when and where, and what do you start with, and what what are you up to now, and do you have different genres for different things, and different uh, like eras you want to intro first?
0: So I will tell you, the first song that I ever played her, and I don't know why that I don't know why it is insane, and it's going to be the craziest thing you ever heard. But the (laughs) first song that I ever played her was. Macho Man by the fucking Bee Gees. Like that's what was a f- I don't know why. I have no idea. Maybe I was like really into a Macho Man Randy Savage phase at the time, which is just my entire life, but that's a different story altogether. But that's the first time to- the first song I ever played, and I used to do like a dance with her with her legs. We call her Pop, because me and my wife call each other Pup. Like that's like our pet names for each other. So I used to do like Macho Macho Pup. And I like, used to like do this dance with her, like kicking her legs, and she used to just love it. And like oh, yeah. she just was obsessed with it. She loved it. And then like I just started like like the way that I developed like her music playlist and stuff like that was just like different songs that came to me when, like, she would be crying and I'd be trying to calm her down, I would I would sing songs. So, like, one of the one of the the first tunes that 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 came to my head was actually Whitney Houston's It's Not Right But It's Okay. But, like, I would, you know, the song's like, it's not right but it's okay. Yeah, it's classic. It's, like, a weird song to, like, sing to a baby because, like, Whitney Houston's singing to a, singing about like, her boyfriend, like, cheating on her with some other chick. You know, it's a weird song. But I would be, like, but I would just say, like, you know, it's all right, girl, it's okay. And, like, I would just, like, rock her and, like, sing these tunes... And then I would just I would find the song and just like play those tunes for her, you know, um, you know, like Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, you know that I love you. That's another one that I yeah. played a bunch. Um, and I, like it was just these tunes that I would sing to her. That would just like come to my head, whether I was singing the real words or like making up my own words because I didn't want to sing to her about some dude cheating on her, you know. Like <laughs> I, I, so, like I would just like make up my own words or like sing these tunes put it on a playlist, and then I would, like, play it for her when she was first, like, very little. And, like, she would just be able to recognize these different tunes, you know? I introduced, Magical. after her first bath, immediately it was Outcast So Fresh and So Clean, you know? Like, that was, like, her post-bath song, you know? And then as she got older, we started actually, like, doing, like, more baby songs. So, like, introducing, like, Raffi and... and um, Doing uh, Like you know All like the Sesame Street songs And stuff like that um, You know Now her bath times. Then her bath time song Went from you know So fresh and so clean To the uh, 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 split splash I was taking a bath But the Elmo <laughs> version You know So
1: when, when she could really comprehend You had to like Take it kid serious Yeah And before that You were able to just Let it rip With like the classics Of yeah. Macho Man
0: Well exactly like classic of Macho so But like and, so and, and my wife would also like Sing just like random things that came into her head you know like for a long time we were very into harry belafonte because like out of nowhere we just started singing her deo and then out of nowhere my wife started singing you know shake 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 aurora shake it all the time and then we realized that was also harry belafonte so then we went into a big harry belafonte phase where that was all we were playing and then we've just like thrown big stuff out of there i like started Started playing her Al Green whenever I would wake her up in the morning and start changing her diaper. Um, And now I still do that because now she's in a phase where she doesn't want to lay on her back to like change her diaper. She wants to roll over. So then I say, Alexa, play Al Green. Um, Let's stay together. And she knows immediately that she can be calm and like it's going to be something fun. Um, So she like remembers all these things that I've been playing her since she was, you know, a day old and she's now almost. 52 weeks old.
1: Yeah, that's, no, that's really cool. That she, yeah. that it works, they recognize it, they take to it. Oh, yeah. The, the, that's, I'm glad also to hear that you're playing her crazy songs. Oh, yeah. pops into your head, because I've been doing the same, I've been all over the place. Oh, with, yeah. With yeah. It's been, it's been, mostly Prince and Miguel to start. Lot, oh, lot
0: God, Prince Miguel is going to be a problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Miguel is going to be a problem for her. And, <laughs> Prince, not as much, but some like when she gets a little bit older to comprehend. I don't know how much of Prince's lyrics. It depends which era Prince.
0: Yeah, are gonna be that's appropriate. True. That's true. For
1: her. Um, but so far, it's been it's been a blast. <laughs> and then yeah. Like I don't know. Sam is just laughing at our song choice. Sam's been good too. Sam's been good about like the the morning versus the bedtime versus the bath time playlist stuff. Um that that's been.
0: Yeah, um, it really helps to set the mood. You know what I mean? Like it just like. Uh, you just under... Even if, like, the mood of the song is not necessarily related to the mood of what you're doing at that point in time, it, like it sets the mood going forward. Like if you play her Deo every time when she's changing her diaper and putting on her pajamas before she goes to bed, she just knows that that means, okay, now it's time. This song now means it's time to go to bed. You know, like she just, they just like understand and they start getting that. Um, we were really big on, on, on using music to like build out her routines, uh, for different phases of the day, you know? now that she can... When when they start being able to like... Not necessarily like talk as in like speak like real words... Like you and I are speaking now... uh, Like when they can like mumble and start jumbling around and making out sounds... That gets really cool to start playing around with songs, you know. Like now, uh, yeah. she's really into her B sounds, right? So we play her a lot of <laughs> La Bamba. We play her a lot of. She loves fucking Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys, and she like oh, sings along with the shit ba 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 ba, around. It's great. Um, I mean, really, I'm
1: excited for her to get to that level where she can like be involved, and I can see her dance and move a little bit, and say, like, I, I like. I want to see her dance and, and react to music, and I really want to see her, so she, this week, and maybe a little bit last week, she, is when she started, like, real smiles, like smiling oh, because God. of something.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: So, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm waiting for laughter, so, like, my introing her, I'm so excited to just, like, intro her to music and comedy, but I'm, I'm excited to see her laugh more, and, like, laugh
0: on purpose, along yeah. with, like, dance and sing. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the dancing, like, she was always very active with her legs. Right, even from the moment she was born, her legs were very active. So, like, her legs kind of always kind of like detach themselves from from her body and would always like move along with whatever we were doing or like whatever we like. Her legs were reacting even if like she wasn't laughing or smiling, and that's how we could tell like she was like enjoying something. Um, I don't know if that's the case with all babies. It was definitely a thing with her. She still does that. She's very like leg active, but like once you see them have whatever that reaction is whether it's a laugh whether it's a smile whether it's arm flailing leg flailing it is it like just keep going like all in with whatever you're doing at that point because it's like that react getting like continuing to get that reaction is just like is like so 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 cool and like such like a beautiful thing to see and it's also hilarious for you to just like watch you know
1: (laughs) Everything your kid does, you think is the funniest. I I I want the dance. Like her legs are active too, but definitely not with any purpose. So like when the dancing starts and the singing starts, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's uh, it's it's wild until they just like don't stop and start being obsessed with ceiling fans. Like what my daughter's into right now, and then just like they're, you know, you just can't, nothing else gets them out of pointing and screaming about a ceiling fan. But that's a whole nother, that's my problem. Uh, you know?
1: Classic, classic ceiling fan phase at 51 weeks old. <laughs> textbook.
0: You're not gonna find that in any parenting manual. So,
1: our, so, but Poppy, she starting at like three weeks, she the we change her in front of my child in my childhood bedroom and the walls. So my parents let me pick the color, and it's this very bright, interesting blue. And she stares at this blue wall like it's it's become a pretty big joke for anyone who spends any time with her. Like just when she's upset, just bring her to the blue wall and let her stare wow. at the blue wall. So, to the point where like I play her, she stares out the window and she stares at this blue wall. So I play her like. Uh, the windows to the wall and i play her <laughs> in just because like and like people <laughs> it's, it's a whole bit so i got classic wall phase going on you got
0: you classic got ceiling phase. fan phase <laughs> ceiling, yeah exactly <laughs> oh the phases that these little people go through are fucking nuts <laughs> um speaking of people spending time with her have you had a lot of people come and and see her and visit her or are you keeping it kind of just like parents only yeah, no, we've, we've been semi-strict. Because we're a little bit confident with the antibodies that we true. actually don't know, we've
1: been, so, like, we let her parents and my parents actually hold her. Oh, wow. No no one no one else, so my, my, I mean, we live with my parents, so my parents, anyone who comes in from the outside is, like, all clothing off into the shower, change clothes before you're in the same oh, wow. room as the baby. So we, we take that real serious, but... Other visitors, we we meet them out on my parents' porch in the back, so it's like semi outdoor. It's like gotcha. screened in a little bit, and
0: that we've had visitors. Have you guys been? Have you guys been out of Long Island at all? I mean, I know you're you're a pediatrician. I, be, I believe we share pediatricians, even though I've never met the woman because we switched to, to this pediatrician during COVID, so I don't know her or what the office looks like. But have you uh, have you been to, to to Brooklyn or outside of like the? Um, the suburb area with with the baby. Have you made that venture? Yeah, it's it's only it's only the, it's only Brooklyn Heights to see our pediatrician, who is great. Um, if you haven't met her, she's amazing.
1: Love her. We do. We. I hear like, good have, things. Yeah, no, she's she's helped us a ton, and she goes along with my terrible comedy bits like i've been honestly i try to get her to admit to something crazy every time i go there about my baby because we were talking before like everyone thinks their baby is a genius everyone thinks their baby is the the prettiest the cutest the best the handsomest and i i'm constantly trying to get her like i know you saw like 30 babies today but my baby is the cutest baby of all the babies you've ever seen We're like i know you've seen a ton of redhead babies but you've ever seen this fiery copper red hair before on any other baby before and she finally caught on that i was doing this to her and she handled it like very well she, she's a saint
0: this one. <laughs> well as a as a as a as a semi expert not expert at all i have talked to 40 plus sets of parents and I have never seen a red-haired baby with uh, hair as red and fiery as yours. It is Brother. insane.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. The
0: and, and that bold. includes my brother-in-law who has the reddest red beard of all time and it still doesn't match your daughter's hair. Like
1: he, he really does have <laughs> beard. That's, that's a bold statement. Yeah. But, um, this, like, so during the During birth, during like while Sam's pushing, the the top back of Poppy's head was out of Sam's vagina. Like before anything, for a long time, like for longer than his normal time. And the doctor, who I have a lot to say about her, but that's for another time. the The doctor is playing with the baby's head hanging out of my wife's vagina and talking about how red it is, and it's such a red. I was like, "Lady." Get this freaking baby out of my wife and stop braiding her hair into my wife's like bush.
0: Like, cut this shit and get the baby out of there. Oh my god, that might be the funniest moment that's ever happened on this podcast, that's amazing, that's hilarious, yo, I am just, not that I'm envisioning your wife's vagina, but I'm just, like, envisioning this doctor, like, braiding this baby's hair as it's coming, like, I'm, like, seeing it, like, giving your baby cornrows, so now, now in my head, your daughter just has a fiery red-haired cornrows being birthed (laughs) into... Uh, what uh, you know? One day she
1: might listen to this or download or whatever they have in the future of this, and I'll have to explain myself.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I'll tell you one thing: that is one part of this interview that is not getting cut out of the box. <laughs> Good. Good. That was fucking hilarious. Oh my god well with that I, I I don't think we can top anything besides that in, in any more conversation that we can have so I, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna call this interview for for, for, for this episode of, of the pod but before I let you go drew um, I always ask Every dad that I talk to, a couple of questions to end to end the pod. Um, and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one of them, and then like a curveball one because you're so new into this fatherhood thing um, at you. The first one is I know you're only five six weeks in, but what has been so far like your favorite thing or favorite experience about this fatherhood journey that you have now embarked on?
1: yeah good good question um the like my favorite experience is actually seeing her experience things for the first time because I'm, I'm a big like we don't know why the hell we're here so while we're here we might as well experience as much as we can kind of monkeys floating on a rock through infinite time and space kind of guy so experience it all so when i get to see her like experience something new like here's a different shade of blue on a different blue wall uh, that you haven't seen or here's another song that you actually like looked over and when you heard some music playing it's like okay be in the moment experience new things make sure you show her as much as possible and just like enjoy what you have and just try to find as much enjoyable experience as possible it's like seeing her experience things is it's really special for for me to see for her and then also selfishly for like my brain and meditation and outlook on, on life in general.
0: I, I agree with you 100% and I feel like I agree with everybody's favorite experience 100% so I'm glad nobody <laughs> ever has to ask this to me um, because I'm the yeah, one yeah. doing the questioning here. But no, like watching them experience these things and, and, and learning how to be a human is just like the coolest most out-of-body experience that like you just get because you're like wait that's awesome they're experiencing this shade of blue for the first time that's amazing (laughs) get them with you 100% like
1: the miracle of blue is now a miracle
0: to both of us then you get to like it again it's oh it's awesome because like you also get to experience it for the first time not only like you get to experience it for the first time as a dad and then you also get to experience it for the first time like through their eyes so you guys get to experience it again for the first time twice if that makes sense or if that's just the bloody mary speaking i don't know but you know <laughs> no, what It's exactly so facto, i think it makes sense it
1: definitely
0: makes sense. We're on the same boat. Like. Good, absolutely awesome. I Love shades of blue. This is my favorite thing ever. Um, and then the, the the second question I want to throw at you, um, I normally ask dads. I'll actually give you a choice of which one you want to go here, but I, I ask normally ask ask dads what their biggest piece of advice would be to a dad behind them in the fatherhood experience. Um, and then, like for newer dads, I also ask what the biggest piece of advice or most resonating thing that they most resonating statement that they've heard from somebody else or or s- something of the like uh, has stuck with them through these beginning stages of the fatherhood experience so I'll let you you can answer one you can answer both you can pick pick and choose whatever you want to do I'll leave those two in the air and you can do what you want with them so uh,
1: I got I got answers for both I think so the no- my dad is also very big on like live in the moment experience. We don't know why here. So his advice is always like don't worry about anything else, enjoy it now. Raising your kids is so fun. He always talks about the best times of his life raising my boys, and, and so I always think about him talking about how fun it is just to like get home from work early if you if you can leave early and just like spend time and be in the moment. So like being in the moment was is really good advice. And then the advice that I think that I would give that, that I've gotten from a few mentors that i really respect in my life is learn to like love and be comfortable with change because like, you know like how much the baby changes every single day at this stage yeah. and then by uh, aurora stage but every week how yeah. much they change so like learning to be comfortable with change and, and not like being so rigid in everything you do because it's going to change like the way they sleep the way they eat the way they look at you the way their tastes like it could change any second so just like making sure you're comfortable with that and you expect it and,
0: and you're happy about it and, and know it's coming. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's 100%. The malleability that you need to have as a parent is just unmatched by any other thing that you need to have as a human being. Like, you just need to be malleable and flexible uh, as a parent. I, I I, know I schedule things for, for work, and for this podcast, and people are always like, yo, thanks for being flexible and like rearranging your schedule. I'm like, dude, I'm a dad. I ma- I took my, my master's course in being <laughs> flexible and changing my schedule yeah. because yes. that's what you, that's what happens when you become a parent. That's like part of the responsibility that you accept.
1: There really is uh, like a, a brotherhood of parenthood.
0: Like Facts. It's uh, just a fatherhood and, brotherhood, and man. I tell to it, say it every week.
1: hundred percent. And like, you don't, Someone could say that to you before you have a kid and you're like, sure, leave me alone, old man. And then the next day you have a kid and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yes,
0: Yes, dude. You don't don't get it until you are a dad yourself. Like you just don't – you don't understand the fraternity and the – and the the relationships and the the brotherhood that you enter as a parent you know or sisterhood you know or or siblinghood you know let's be socially right. conscious here um, <laughs> you know like like you don't get it until you actually have that experience yourself and can understand what that is it's, it and is what it means true yeah so it's very true yeah, man. Well, listen, man, I will let you go now and continue to enjoy that beautiful fire haired baby of yours uh, because she is very adorable. I can't wait to meet her whenever that does happen. Uh, hopefully it's in a few weeks. Um, yeah, but uh, but man, I uh, I love I love that you're taken to this thing so well and it's like in affecting you in such awesome ways. Um and it's great to it's great to hear like the jubilation in your voice from from dad to dad. It's it's a phenomenal thing to hear. So I'm so pumped for you. I uh, I congratulate you and Sam uh, again, and congratulate Poppy for having such fucking awesome parents.
1: I will. I, I have to say
0: like that. Thank
1: you for, for having me on here. I'm, I'm honored straight up. Like, thanks for asking me. It's fun to just talk about yourself and your experience. So, uh, thank it's you. It's the best thing honor. ever. And, I
0: get to do it every week. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> and when, congrats <laughs> to you, man. Like this podcast is, is taking off. Like I actually find it super helpful when I, when I listen to it, like it, I hope, I hope it continues on its trajectory and I, I'm happy for you, man. This, this has been great and this is great. And, and,
0: it's awesome. I, I really appreciate it, man. Number ninety-eight ranked let's kids go. and family podcast let's in the go. country right now, so that is a pretty fantastic. Uh, it's, let's keep it going. Um, I mean, I'm not going to stop, you know, continuing to do it. I think it's 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 just fantastic to speak to other dads and and get the revelations and experiences and 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 continue this fatherhood brotherhood. Uh, beyond just like phone calls and texts and let's put this thing out into the world and let all dads know that like there is this brotherhood of us all that have these experiences that we, that, experiences that we share together. Um, so let's continue to do that. You know, it'll make us all better people and better dads.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So thank you. Oh, and last thing I will say because I would be an ass for if I didn't say this. Yes. Advice wise is find yourself an amazing woman and partner because Sam, like facts. me being this happy would not happen without Sam being as like rock star. Like Sam is a stud. she's the best, and none of none of my happiness would be possible without her. So, That's... advice is find yourself a good woman. Yes, or
0: a partner, whoever you're with. App, you're uh, that. You know what? That's actually the best piece of advice that's ever been given on this show. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I will. I will talk to you very soon. Thank you again for 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 coming on and and, and sharing and sharing the experience. Um, I'm sure I'll talk to you within the next 25 minutes via text message. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. And that was my main man Drew Blumenthal. Six weeks in to the Fatherhood Brotherhood. Uh, congratulations to him, to his to his wife, uh, and and to their baby for entering into this world. Uh, and with that, that's all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood. Shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the IG at dadhardpod. And hit up the website where this episode will be right up at the top. And then you can scroll down and re- look through and-, and listen back to the entire catalog. If you're a new dad just getting introduced to the podcast... You can go all throughout every single week and kind of find out what you have in store with development with your child from a week to week basis. Uh, right now we are on week 51. Uh, so, uh, we're almost at that one year mark. So this is, uh, this could be very, 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 uh, very helpful for you as it was for my man Drew. But with that said, that's all for us until ne- next week. Same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Yay Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times good back day. in the times Talk when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains, or cared about your waves. Care about remember back in the hey. times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah, yeah. Wish I could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times? Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground, he's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers, hydrants going off in the street in the summertime.